Welcome to the Best of Pittsburgh Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wade, here today with Kim Martinez of Living Spaces Outdoor Design. Kim, how are we doing today? I am awesome. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just a reminder that the Best of Pittsburgh Small Business Podcast is brought to you by the Pittsburgh Small Business Advantage. We are a, uh, a group of connectors on Facebook, just trying to help other small businesses connect and grow their attention to their brand, to their company, so that we can make a great impact in the communities and, um, and give back to what we love to do. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about Living Spaces Outdoor Design. Oh, so there's a lot to it. Um, it's a, but it's primarily a landscape design and project management company. Uh, so in essence, like homeowners will reach out to me directly and I'll work with them through the design. Um, and if they want to move forward with project management, then I get them connected with the landscaping contractor and I help oversee the installation of the project. Um, on the flip side of that, I also work directly with contractors. Um, a lot uh, don't have a designer on staff, and so when their client reaches out to them, uh, they would turn to me, and I work with their client. And uh, and in some cases, they some contractors do have a designer on staff, uh, but they need help, um, especially in the busy seasons of the year, uh, especially in spring. Yeah, absolutely. I know I recently had a landscape design company come out to my house to uh, take a look at like this fireplace patio type area. And I was shocked mm -hmm. whenever I, we said like, Hey, yeah. Um, will you take our money? And they were like, uh, not till the end of September, maybe. Right. And so, you know, that's something that um, I think is a unheard of a lot in a lot of other um, business type markets of just like giving overflow to competitors or, or people that can at least, you know, aid in, in getting projects started quickly. But I think in landscape, it makes sense. You really have what, like a four to five month window, especially in Pittsburgh, um, where the rest of the year is kind of just you can you can basically scrap it. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just, I like seeing businesses work together. And so if you're a, if you're an interior design company, a custom home builder, a landscape design company, um, you know, reach out to, to Kim, um, at out at, uh, living spaces, outdoor design, um, and, and see what she can do for you. I know that she's got some amazing images and projects that she's been working on that you can see the work that she's been doing, um, on, on her social media and on her website. And uh, Kim's actually new to the area about seven months ago, I believe in January, she said, um, that mm -hmm. you moved to Pittsburgh, right? Kim, tell where'd you come from and how long was uh, Living Spaces Outdoor a thing before you came to the area? Uh, well, that's a long story, but um, <laughs> uh, so I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, that's where I was working and um, from South uh, Indiana as the state as a whole, like I grew up there and I went to college at Purdue University and um, then uh, and I went for landscape design uh, I worked for a few companies after I graduated but I did graduate at the worst time in the market in 2008 <laughs> when everything tanked mm -hmm. um, so in landscaping uh, took a really long time to recover and I kind of bounced around at companies for a little bit but um, then I started having uh, kids and that's when living spaces um, actually happened and that was how I was able to balance like work and life and family uh, and I ended up doing that for uh, gosh it was about seven years six and a half seven years um, which kind of uh, is a great story so I ended up uh, I, I stopped for a little bit even though I kept my social media going 
I went to work for a company full time and that was, um, in 2020, like during COVID, mm-hmm. um, when everyone was really busy and everybody needed help with design and installation. Um, so that, uh, my client, uh, one of my clients that was a contractor at the, the time, uh, Property Pros, they, I started working with them a lot, uh, doing design work and overflow work with them. Um, and then they started installing all of my projects and it was a really good fit. So I ended up working with them for a year and a half. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And um, then we moved to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do when we got here. Um, but then after a while, I realized that uh, being an independent designer and running living spaces and working with contractors was really my passion. Yeah. So that's how I, I started there, took a break, but now I'm back doing it again. Very cool. What brought you to Pittsburgh? Um, my husband's job. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, like, and I think a, a lot of, tra- I get the feeling that a lot of transplants to Pittsburgh um, kind of have a similar story in that they, they came here because of all the technology that's mm-hmm. Uh, going on, so he works in um, autonomous cars, okay. driverless technology. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been really neat. Like there's such a hub here in Pittsburgh, and um, I didn't, you know, getting to experience that and all the different uh, industries that are here is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're in the the Wexford area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Awesome. And uh, just for every, everyone listening, uh, Kim is offering a free consult process. Uh, to can you tell us what's involved in that in that process? Whenever you meet with somebody um, and kind of get the idea for their project. Yeah. So, well, the first step is always a phone call. Um, I really want to kind of get to know the scope of the project before I go out there, so that um, I make sure that we're on the same page and I have the right materials before I even meet with the client. Um, so once a phone call is done, we'll set up an appointment uh, to meet at their property. And so that's the consultation. And so that is and that is free. Um, so during a consultation, we'll walk around the property and ask about the different wants and needs, you know, how the client sees themselves living in the space, uh, which is important. And that's, that's always my big question. Like, how do you see yourself uh, using it? What kind of furniture do you want? Are you going to sit out here and eat? Uh, or are you going to sit out here and lounge with your family? Um, and I, I think that's always, um, so a lot of people's like go to is, well, a table, we need space for a table, but actually like most people don't eat dinner outside. Sure. Um, they, they want to, they want to hang out outside and watch TV and it's really become an extension of their living room, mm-hmm. um, versus traditional. We just want a, a patio for a table or a couple chairs. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so those are all like, I really try to dive deep into what they see themselves doing and the memories that they're going to be making with their friends and family. Um, but then I also ask questions, um, about their style and taste, modern, native, uh, rustic, uh, linear. And so, and I, I'll explain all of this to a client. <laughs> so I, I realize most people listening to the podcast might not know what I'm talking about, but I'll usually show photographs so that we're all on the same page. Um, And then I ask you fun questions too. Um, Like, what are your favorite colors? Uh, Which is always a surprising question uh, when I'm meeting with husbands and and wives, uh, because someone will be like, I didn't know you hated the color pink. (laughs) 
or I, you hated the color red. Um, they're like, I didn't know you didn't like that plant. Yeah. And so it's always really fun to see the interaction between my clients as, as they work through what they want and what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think surprise each other. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it probably comes from you know when you think about colors and you think about walls and you think about paint, and you think about interior design, right? But I don't. But it's, I know whatever you just said that I don't. I don't think about a lot of colors other than maybe the furniture cushions and stuff like that, right? So you know, <laughs> what are you know what are maybe some some surprising elements that you could add some like pops of color, flair, and 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 cool things like that into more than cushions. <laughs> Yeah, well, so everything is alive, and it has different bloom times and different peaks, uh, like the plants do, of when it looks good. And um, a lot of a lot of typical landscaping, people will just go buy something in spring because they see it blooming in spring. Uh, but then the rest of the year, there's no more color, and it's just green. Uh, and then in winter, sometimes they don't have any evergreens, and it's just sticks or it's bare dirt. Uh, so I try to think about the landscaping and what it's going to look like at all times of the year. Um, so some plants are going to bloom later in the fall. Uh, some plants might bloom in spring. They don't look great in summer, but then they have a beautiful fall color. So I try to take that all into consideration so that every time they walk out into their yard, there's always something nice to look at. Yeah, that's awesome. I know I'm taking notes uh, actually for myself right now because we're, <laughs> we're in the midst of doing a, a fireplace area or a fire pit area and and trees and bushes and the, and the whole the whole landscaping thing and uh, yeah uh-huh. just 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 jotting down a few notes but um, you know going back real quick to something that you said is that you know the outdoor furniture space the outdoor uh, design has kind of transcended from uh, a patio quote unquote to like an outdoor living room and an outdoor kitchen right um, mm-hmm. and so you know with that said take a can you kind of give us a look into you know, what outdoor design, where it's evolved from, where it is now, and maybe where you think where it's going? Yeah, well, and it was. So, like, this has always been a big thing for me, actually. Um, there, when I got started in this industry, it was, I think, really, at least in the Midwest, starting to take off, and people were just beginning to go, I want something more than just papers in my backyard. I want something more than just a square or a rectangle and um, some plants around it. And like being involved, or since then it's, now it's it's creativity and it's art and it's not just in a few people's backyards. It's like everybody wants that, um, which is why having a design nowadays is so important. Um, and, and you can come up with really great, cool designs uh, but also, yeah. another thing is like thinking about. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, not it's a podcast. Tangents design. are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so even within the art aspect and being really creative, there's still um, thinking about it in, in a practical sense. Uh, and so that's something I do with my designs. It's not just artistic; like it's practical. I'm I'm thinking about where the furniture is going to go how people are going to walk through that space. Uh, is there dead space? Like, why are we putting papers here? Because no one is going to put a chair there. No one's going to put a fire pit there. And so just kind of thinking about how, how people walk in, uh, walk around it. Um, mm-hmm. and one thing uh, uh, I like to tell my clients is that uh, humans are lazy. Yep. <laughs> they, they want to go from point A to point B as fast as possible. 
And they always laugh at me when I say this, but um, especially if I have kids or dogs, like there's there's the running path once the, the back door opens. And it's like, well, how are people running to the yard? How are kids and dogs like running through that space? And so that is really important knowing how that's going to happen because if you put your chair or your fire pit or your table in that spot, uh, then your the flow of the patio just doesn't work. Um, so again, it's like it's all kind of goes together. And um, people I don't think in the past really thought about that uh, with just a simple patio and then they started getting more creative. Um, but now like people really think about these things and really take them into consideration. And so designs are much more complex. And, and then because of that, so is the construction. A patio just doesn't go down in two or three days. Uh, between um, selling, you know, initially meeting with a designer like myself, it could take six weeks uh, or even 12 weeks before the design is finalized. Uh, then there's now a waiting period before your installation. And because projects are so much more complex and can have multiple contractors, uh, subcontractors on, on the site, it, it can take three and four and six months for a project to be installed. Um, and a lot of it's downtime because um, it's, it's, you have to wait on materials now because supply chains have, uh, supply chain is a little bit slower than it used to be. It's very different. Um, but then you have, you know, you have to wait for the electrician to come in at some point. Uh, you have to wait for an inspector to come in if you're dealing with retaining walls. Um, the, if you're doing an outdoor kitchen, uh, the granite needs to be fabricated. And they can't do that until the actual kitchen is built. Mm -hmm. And their fabrication process and uh, templating process may take uh, four weeks. So um, and you can't install the appliances until that's done. So there's just... There's so much more and so complex. It's it's really evolved into heavy construction. And so that's what I, I try to set that expectation with my clients. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's, it's not fast anymore. Right, right. So what about uh, living space outdoor is really unique to you? You know, we like to talk about what separates uh, one business from another. And, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about what we get with Kim that we may not get from... I don't know any of the other competitors out names to be quite honest, but I, you know, so and other outdoor design or landscaping companies. Um, well, I, so I would say it's, it's communication. Um, and it's prevalent, I think in the landscaping industry and the construction industry. And I hear it all the time is we called and no one got back to us. Mm -hmm. Like no one responded to my email. No one, uh, met, you know, responded to my text message. And so I communication uh, is really very core to, to how I operate um, and setting clear expectations. So everybody knows what's happening, what's the next step. Um, and even knowing, having been in the field long enough, um, I know that there's what I put on paper and then there's what's actually gonna be constructed. And it's, there's gonna be differences and we're also gonna come into hiccups through the construction process. Uh, where things are going to have to, you know, change. So I, I try to set people up saying, hey, this is a gray area here. Um, specifically, we're working on a project where there's a drainage easement that runs through and she, uh, the client would like to remove an enormous amount of soil, but that pipe's only three or four feet 
under the ground. So we're gonna we're gonna reach it. <laughs> but we know in advance it's there, and we've had the conversation that we're going to find this pipe. And we know that whatever happens, you know, there's a way to fix it, but those are surprises. Um, so it's just letting people know that those surprises are going to happen. Um, but we're like, we're in this together and we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are some of the, you know, I know that that's, that's one sort of, of challenge, but you know, is looking at your, um, your business at large, right? So this, this podcast is not just for consumers of the brands, but also for entrepreneurs themselves to realize, you know, how they can continue to grow, expand, learn, become uh, better, better and best versions of themselves and of their companies, right? What are some of the challenges that you're facing um, just in your market as a whole um, in landscape design and in your business right now? And, and how are you, how are you approaching those, those challenges uh, to make outdoor uh, living spaces outdoor, you know, yeah, even better. Um, well, I would say like the landscaping industry as a whole, uh, I mentioned it kind of before would be the supply chain, uh, and labor shortages. That's a huge, huge issue with everybody. Um, and, uh, because there's labor shortages, uh, and we're so busy, it's also like the quality of, of the product that people are turning out is has gone down and um i think the most important thing right now for other people is 